Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good Thursday evening with Julio Sanchez. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. The NFL playoffs are here. I don't know if you heard, but uh, the Chiefs are in it. They're pretty good. They're taking on the Buffalo Bills coming up on Sunday. Buffalo's getting a lot of love, Julio. You seeing this? Like, most of the time, home team gets three points. Typically, in a playoff game, you might tack on another one. So, like, call it four points. Home field advantage means something. Buffalo? Yeah, they're an underdog. Plus one and a half. Man, Buffalo's getting a lot of love in this game. It's Cook Your Bookie here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and being heard all over the world on the Odyssey app. Julio and myself take you up until 9 o'clock. Let's go ahead and talk about some of these games. Before we break down the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills coming up on Sunday, Cincinnati, the Bungles getting 3.5 points at Tennessee. Over-under in this game is 47.5. Of course, Tennessee, it all, all all signs point toward that they're going to have back a, I say healthy Derrick Henry. This can go two ways, right? Sometimes when you don't see a player really at any position, but specifically at running back for a long time, it's almost like they have to get back to NFL speed to get back to NFL hits. And in the case of Derrick Henry, he hasn't been doing much of anything now for the last three months, except for recovering. So let's see what version we get. We all know that Derrick Henry is probably the best running back in the NFL. And before he got hurt, was probably the best running back in the NFL this year. We also know that sometimes in the postseason we saw the chiefs do it. Derrick Henry can be slowed down. If teams can figure out that riddle and that's going to be Cincinnati's job, they're getting three and a half points. Here's the thing about the Cincinnati Bengals, particularly in this football game. Of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, and I'm including Patrick Mahomes in this, of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, the guy that I would say is playing with the most self-confidence right now is the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's a lot of guys. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is probably feeling pretty good about himself. Aaron Rodgers feeling pretty good about himself. Mahomes is always feeling pretty good. But when it comes to all the quarterbacks that are left in the postseason, I think the one that, and he probably deserves to, feel the best is Joe Burrow. If you want to talk about a guy that somehow 
close the door on Brady and Aaron Rodgers MVP trophy as the back half of the season went along. Just what this guy did in the last month. I mean, Joe Burrow threw, he had 15 touchdown passes in the last month of the season alone. That was in four games. Of course, it doesn't hurt when you have that game where you threw for five. Then right after that, he threw for four. Joe Burrow right now, I would say, is playing as well as Patrick Mahomes is playing at whenever you think were his three or four or five best games in a row. That's how hot this guy is, and I don't think I can make enough of it. So that's why I think the line might be a little bit too big in this game. I'm not surprised that Tennessee's favored. They're the one seed. They get back Derrick Henry. And quite frankly, as the season went along, they were the best team. This was not a fluky one seed. It might not be a typical one seed. It might not be a overly dominant one seed the same way, let's say, the Chiefs have been the last couple of years or we got used to the Patriots being in the AFC. But there's a reason why they got the buy and there's a reason why home field advantage right now goes through Nashville. All that being said, Chiefs fans become Bengals fans on Saturday. Like, big-ass Bungles fans. Because if Cincinnati can pull off the upset, go on the road, Joe Burrow does his thing, takes down Tennessee, and then the Chiefs win the next day, then Kansas City, you have another AFC championship game at Arrowhead Stadium for count it one, two, three, four years in a row. That doesn't even sound right when I say it. And I've been to a couple of those games. Like, I know what happened. This isn't the pipe dream. That's still crazy to think. One, two, three, could be four AFC championship games in a row. Like Cincinnati beating Tennessee. And, of course, the Chiefs have to beat Buffalo. We'll get to that Chiefs-Buffalo game here in just a little while. Let's move on to the other game on Saturday. San Francisco getting five and a half at Green Bay. Julio, we'll get to Levine's locks toward the end of the show, as we always do. I don't know if you were uh, keeping track. We went 5-0, and brother, and it wasn't even that close. Remember we were talking about, oh, the Chiefs are going to win by three touchdowns. They won by three touchdowns. Remember we were talking about how um, the Rams are going to go out there and dominate. They did. We were talking about how Tampa. I remember saying when I did that show with you and Uno Cero on Sunday, because we were talking about the Tampa game. I go, eight and a half. Why is that not? Why is that line not as big as the Chiefs? I literally said they'll be up 17 at the end of the first quarter, 21 at the end of the half, and you'll be coasting the entire game. We nailed that one. I said San Francisco, plus 150. We don't need the point. Remember all that talk? We don't need the points. Don't need them. I don't believe in Dallas. We got that one right. We said Cincinnati is probably going to be a close game, but the, the, the Raiders have been playing too many playoff games, so eventually Cincinnati is going to pull away. They won that game. And then, of course, the only one I suppose that I didn't completely nail, and I didn't offer up much of a prediction because I didn't know one way or the other. It's kind of my trick, you know, just play Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, just don't say much. Then be like, see, I didn't, I didn't say that. Was the Buffalo New England game? I didn't see it going the way that it did. If you would have, most people did not. Well, I'm not surprised Buffalo won, and I'm not surprised Buffalo dominated. I'm surprised that they beat him down like that. That was a that was a beat down. No one saw a beat down like that. Playoff coming. games typically don't happen like that. Even the Chiefs game didn't happen like that. Like Pittsburgh did have the lead. Like for a second there, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So anyway, we'll get back to that. Let's move on to the San Francisco getting five and a half at Green Bay. Green Bay coming off of a bye is interesting because if you look historically and maybe this doesn't matter because you know different coach and a lot of different offensive linemen and different guys on the defensive side of the ball but so Aaron Rodgers has had that first round by 
three times. Two of the times, he lost immediately. So eventually, essentially what I'm telling you is he got the bye, and it didn't work out well for him. Now, you can say, again, I'm making too much of that. Maybe we're not making enough of San Francisco. Because the thing that I like about playoff teams is, has the quarterback been there before? Yeah, Jimmy's been in the Super Bowl before. Jimmy! Hell, he almost beat Patrick Mahomes. We're really calling it what it is. Like, for 50 minutes, that was looking pretty good for the Niners fans. Has the coach been there before? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Is the defense good? Yeah. And how well are they playing right now? Like, did they back it in the playoffs? Man, you got to check a lot of those boxes for San Francisco. It's almost like San Francisco underachieved in the regular season, played in the toughest division in the entire NFL, and now that the playoffs are here, we might be seeing the real Slim Shady. This might be the real San Francisco 49ers, and I'm telling you, Julio, tell me if I'm nuts, on the road at Green Bay, Frisco's getting five and a half. I'm extremely tempted, and I'll tell you at the end of the shit to take San Francisco without the points again. Green Bay's the better team. I know they have the better record, and I know they have the better quarterback. Do they have the better coach? Do they have the better defense? And right now, I think that these teams are very, very evenly matched, man. I'm, I'm leaning toward talking myself and taking San Francisco on the road. I I would be in agreement. The only My only cause for hesitation here is is Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb. Jimmy, that, that that finger hit him throwing with basically four fingers. If they fall behind it all, and they have to, look, I feel like I feel like the 49ers formula is going to be run the ball down Green Bay's throat. That, I that's that what they do like in that general. That, that, that would have been their best way to win, even but if Jimmy if had six behind, fingers. I mean, if they fall behind, though, are you familiar with the six finger man? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello. <laughs> is that is that Puss in Boots? My is name is Indigo Montoya. No, this is Princess Bride. You killed my father. Prepare. Have you ever seen the Princess I have, Bride? I have. I have. Not so familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. And Andre the Giant. Yeah. And the R-O-U-S's, the yes. rodents of unusual size. Yes. I was going to make that your homework. Get to go and watch it. Although, sometimes you go home and watch, or I don't know where you watch your movies, but you pop in like, people still have DVDs or those go away I, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Okay. Well, I remember. Maybe like the like, last 10 years. It was uh, about was 10 years ago. Years. About five years. It was about 10 years ago. I was living in Lawrence, and I was telling my homie, I'm like, you got to watch Princess Bride. He put in a DVD version, so it had all the, you know, it was very the extras. And it was- Dude, no, you need to watch that on VHS. Like, you need to, like, have an old school, v- I couldn't remember what those things were called, VCR, like, that pops VCR, up to put that yes. thing in, broad, hit play, like, watching it with too much, like, you don't need high definition for the Princess Bride, is what I'm telling you. Anyway, back to San Francisco Green Bay, the over in that game is 40 Seven And then the other game, before we get to the Chiefs and the Bills coming up on Sunday, 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 the Rams getting three points at Tampa Bay. This is a check your boxes type game, and it's really interesting because I think that if you started saying, okay, who is the better coach? Is it Arians or is it McVay? You're going to get an argument with that one. I think the only very clear box is for quarterback. You know, when it comes to Matthew Stafford versus Tom Brady, everybody and their mama, even Matthew Stafford's family, when it comes to playoff time, if they're being honest with themselves and you go, you want your duty, you want Tom Brady, they're going to say Tom Brady. That's like the correct answer. But if you want to talk about weapons, who's got the better weapons to throw to? You know, without Antonio Brown and with a couple of guys banged up, it's like, of course, God went out for the season. I think you could argue the Rams. Who's got the better running game? Man, the Rams are up and down. I'm sorry, the um, 
the 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 Bucks are up and down with their running game. Injuries and, there too. And you could say the same thing about that's what I'm gonna say with injuries there, you might be able to check that box for the Rams. And on the defensive side, yeah, we know how good Tampa is. There's no question about it. They shut out the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a year ago. They have a good pass rush. I like their secondary. I like their coordinator. They're good on that side of the ball. Are they more talented than the Rams? Like when both of them are going right. And if we started to have a draft and we started saying, I'm going to take this guy on the defense and that guy on the defense and this guy, I think we take the first like two or three or four guys off the Rams. Certainly Aaron Donald's the best player on that side of the ball. So the fact that this game is in Tampa, I think means a lot because if you look historically at Matthew Stafford in quote unquote big games, one, it's a very short list, very short list. Like if I asked you, what's the biggest game? What's the memory that you have of Matthew Stafford? Maybe something on Thanksgiving. It it was last (laughs) Last week week, because that's his only playoff victory. Touche. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if this moment on the road against the GOAT to go to the championship game is going to be too big for him because we really have never seen that in the career of Matthew Stafford. I'm not saying it can't happen. All I'm saying is we haven't seen it happen, which makes me a little bit hesitant because let's say you've got two choices in life. All right. One of them is an unknown commodity. Like, maybe it's going to be good. Like, let's say you're getting, uh, you're at the produce section and you're grabbing fruit and there's one of those weird shaped things and you're like, that thing looks funny. I bet it tastes good. Or you could get, what's your favorite fruit? Kiwi? You like kiwi? Uh, I'm not a big kiwi fan. Okay, what's your favorite uh, fruit? Let's go with the, let's go Granny with the pear. Smith apple? Let's go a, with the pear. A pear? Pear. There's a good, juicy looking pear. Man, that's the known commodity. Like, if that's what you like, you know it's going to be good almost every single time. Maybe the other one on a given day is going to be better, but I'll put my money on your pair, bro. I don't know why you like a pair over Kiwi. We can get in that during commercial break. All I'm saying is, if there's one thing that you know, it's Tom Brady, right? It's that pair. The other thing, Matthew Stafford, man, that thing could be, that thing might not be ripe at all. You might get inside that thing, take a bite out of it. Like, I, he might throw four Or it four could be the best thing you've ever had in your life. I'd it be could shocked. be that star fruit that you've never tried before. You don't really, hey, what the hell is star fruit? One of those odd-looking, weird-shaped fruits. Is it the pink one? No, it's oh. yellow. Maybe that's a grapefruit, the <laughs> cousin of the star fruit. Do you think Matthew Stafford's going to be the star fruit? He's going to be the star fruit. He's going to be the the, the, the the orange. He's going to be that little cutie thing that's soft and disgusting. Clementine? Yeah, Clementine. The nasty one that's been sitting out on your thing for like weeks. That's Matthew Stafford. <laughs> He's going to be a pear? What are you talking about? It's a hell of a comp. <laughs> Thank you. I'm known for my analogies. The over-under in that game is 48. Quick recap on Saturday, Cincy getting 3.5 at Tennessee, over-under 47.5. San Francisco getting 5.5. That money line's looking awful, awful juicy at plus 180 at Green Bay, over-under 47. The Rams plus 3 at Tampa Bay, over-under 48. Coming up next, we're going to talk about that Buffalo-Kansas City game. The Chiefs giving up 1.5. The over-unders 54. Which way? Leaning? I'll tell you next with Julio Sanchez right here on Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Good evening. Welcome back into Cook Your Bookie here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. And the Odyssey app, Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. That's what they call me. Who was that that I just did that good evening? Is that the count from? It sounded like the count. That's the count? From Sesame Street? Is that what A you're trying to do here? good evening. <laughs> I love the count. Very underrated character. Who's your favorite Sesame Street character? You're a snuffleupagus guy, aren't you? Yeah. Are why you? Not? 
My girlfriend always tells me that my eyelashes look like Snuffleupagus, and I used to think that was a compliment, but I hadn't <laughs> seen him in a long a time. And then I Google imaged him the other day. Yo, that guy. Gotta who's, do something with those things. Who's your favorite Oscar? What's that supposed to mean, dog? You trash? Wait. You trash? You're saying I'm trash? You, I, I thought I, I could, I'm asking. I'm I just, mean, I, I mean, it's a legitimate question. To ask me if I'm trash is hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> because See he's because See he's a grouch, like I understand, like you know, I sometimes can be a little grouchy, but and at times I've lived in a trash can, so yes, <laughs> yes, it's all of the above. Okay, shut okay. up. That's Uli on the sports machine, and you until nine o'clock right here on six ten Sports Radio. Chiefs and Bills. It feels like Buffalo brother is getting, I they're getting too much credit. It's funny because when you, me, and Uno Sarah were on Sunday morning, good radio is usually differing radio. Like, I feel one way, you feel another way. I like this guy. I dislike this guy, all of that. And we definitely were not that way. I remember saying, well, guys, give me a reason why Pittsburgh can win this game. You guys are both like, I, I can't come up with one, like an act of God. Or one of you guys like injuries. The other one said, the officials. I was, I don't know why I get on, but I was looking up and down uh, my Facebook feed and some cat, I guess I'm friends with them. I don't know. I accept too many people. Um, after the first quarter posted, and he was, I know he was referring to us. He said, I was listening to the sports radio guy. Maybe it was the guys up the street, but he goes, I was listening to the guys on the radio this morning talking about how the Chiefs are going to win this game by three touchdowns. Shake my head. What do those guys know? And I could have been, I probably should have been a prick and texted the guy, or, you know, face. I don't even know who this cat is after the end of the game. Been like, were those guys saying three touchdowns? What a bunch of idiots. So petty. That's just, well, so I am petty. petty, but that's what Oscar <laughs> the Grouch would do. It just felt like that was a matter of time because, yeah, it didn't get off to the start we were all expecting, but were you ever nervous at any point in that football game? Even after Pittsburgh scored on defense, you were like, yeah, that's cute. Okay, whatever. I don't even think Arrowhead had any. I wasn't at the game, but I don't even think that Arrowhead had any sort of like anxiety like we've seen in the past because the a talent. Li- a little, only I think because of the way the season started. Yeah, that was so long ago, though. Bit, and yeah, it only lasted five seconds. Like the Chiefs, like yeah, real. It was a good, uh, the first six, seven games of the season. No, no, no. The on. Sunday. I'm talking about the lead. That was a full quarter and a half, man. No, nah, Pittsburgh had a lead, not for a quarter and a half. Pittsburgh scored, no, I want to say, at the at the beginning of the second quarter. And the, then the Chiefs scored everything else. Yeah, then they just. Don't tell me you were nervous in that game, dog. I, w- I wouldn't say nervous is the word I would You probably use, had a wicked smile on your face when Pittsburgh scored, like, really? At, and not, well, I, and exactly. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's see what we do now. All right, now, now the game's really going to start. Even after that, I felt very confident in my statement the Chiefs are going to win by three touchdowns, and ultimately they did. And that was because, again, if you started to check the boxes, the Chiefs had the advantage basically everywhere. In this game, and I differ from the public, at least Las Vegas, it feels like Buffalo's getting too much credit. It feels like because of what Buffalo just did against New England all of a sudden, the odds makers... Either that or they're doing everything they can to keep the line as small as they can. Right. What I'm trying to tell you is I can't believe the line's not bigger, bro. Like, I think the I'm dead serious. I can't believe it's not another at least field goal. So it started as the Chiefs as a three-point favorite. Like, as soon as the game's ended, Chiefs were a three-point favorite. I saw it. I thought, yeah, that's right. But both teams are playing well. Buffalo did beat them earlier this year, like you were talking about. That was a long-ass time ago. The game's at Arrowhead. The Chiefs, they're the incumbent. Like, you got to beat the AFC champion right to be them. So, I figured, yeah, three points. 
And then I looked overnight when I couldn't sleep. It was down to two and a half. And then I woke up the next morning. It was down to two. Now it's down to one and a half. There's no way it's going to get bet to one. There's no way it's going to get bet to one. If anything, you might see it go back to two. Now, people are probably going to say, oh, what does it matter? You're talking about a hook here. Well, for starters, if you bet a lot, you know that matters, right? Like, you know you can get screwed, and that's the one that really hurts. And second of all, it just tells me what smart people, right, that are actually putting money on it think is going to happen in this football game. And it feels like a lot of people believe that Buffalo can come in and not can, of course they can, will come into Arrowhead and win this football game. I haven't seen anything from either one of these teams recently, or if you want to take this entire season as the sample size, to let me think that Buffalo's overtaken Kansas City. It's not like Buffalo this year had a better record than the Chiefs. It's not like Josh Allen's going to finish higher in MVP voting or Sean McDermott and Coach of the Year. Like, The Chiefs this year, like last year and the year before, were a better team than Buffalo. And even if you want to talk about the last couple of months, the Chiefs have been, look at Buffalo was 5-3 and their last eight games. The Chiefs were 7-1. and What are we talking about here? And the game's at Arrowhead. It feels like literally the gambling public or Las Vegas, whoever these people are that set the lines, are blinded to what just happened. And again, it's not like the Chiefs look terrible, but they played Pittsburgh while Buffalo played a legitimate team coached by the greatest ever, Bill Belichick. The line was only four and absolutely pants them. It just feels like people are putting too much credence into that one game. In my opinion, the line should have either stayed at three or worked its way up to three and a half or four by the time kickoff came around. So I don't know, man. Like I was very surprised to see all the love that Buffalo is getting in this game. So I dove a little bit deeper into it. I wanted to look at some other numbers and say like, okay, what is it? Is it their offense? Is it their defense? Is it what they've been doing recently? The thing about Buffalo is this. During the regular season, and so far through the postseason, first game, they're the highest scoring team. Put up the most points, and it wasn't even that close. So we know they can put up a 40-burger on you. Same thing with the Chiefs, if we're going to have that argument. The flip side is this. Their defense doesn't get enough credit. They also gave up fewer points than anybody this year in the AFC. They scored more, they gave up fewer, and they just blew out a team that people thought were a, maybe not legitimate Super Bowl threat, but a, a team that could win a playoff game or two in New England. So I'm not going to argue the Buffalo didn't come off of playing maybe their best game of the season. How much do you put into that? The Chiefs are giving up one and a half points. The over-under is a Big, big number. I haven't checked the weather coming up on Sunday in Kansas City, but the over-under is 54. So, obviously, both teams coming off huge offensive performances. I think what it could come down to is simply which quarterback plays better. I know that's not too deep. I know that's not this insight you probably came for, but I think that it's what's going to happen. I think that when you're talking about probably the two best young quarterbacks in the AFC, not named Joe Burrow, I love Joe Burrow. And we can talk about if Burrow's ahead of Josh Allen or if he's ahead of Justin Herbert, but I would argue that these two guys are amongst the two, two or three best young quarterbacks in the entire NFL. When you've got guys like that in the playoffs, head-to-head, most of the time, what superstar quarterback plays better? Yeah, we can talk about the defense and the offensive line holding up and the coaching and the home field advantage and the weather. You're probably going to be able just to look at the two quarterbacks and say, man, Patrick Mahomes did his thing again, five more touchdowns and no picks. That means that Buffalo can't hang with him. If he does that, nobody can. 
or you're going to look up and go, dang, Josh Allen finally hitting his stride. He had three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. And if he does that, nobody, including the Chiefs, I don't think, are going to be able to hang with Buffalo. Coming up in about 20 minutes, I'll get you my official predictions for all of these games. I call that segment Levine's Locks. If you were listening last week, we went a perfect 5-0. and So if you put a little bit of cheddar on it, you got a little bit of cheddar back. Coming up after a quick break, there's eight teams left in the playoffs. I'm going to seed them 8-1, to one, most likely to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. We're halfway home. It's Cook Your Bookie on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back. Cook Your Bookie is the name of the show. 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. That good-looking gentleman there, the Tulio Sanchez. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. Julio, do you like my beard? Be honest with me. You know, it's it makes you look very distinguished. Yes. Is that a con- Thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I did call you trash, basically. You did. The last segment. That's so. fine. I'm Snuffleupagus. That's fine. Yeah. But I appreciate Can't those kind of words because my girlfriend called me a bum and said I need to shave. So nah, I'm going to tell her Julio said otherwise. Makes you personal. Yeah. Uh, Levine's locks coming up about 15 minutes from now. We went a perfect 5-0 and last week. So if you want to make some uh, money, you guys want UFC locks real quick? Or we should just go football the whole way because there is UFC 270 coming up on Saturday night. A general betting show. Oh, so, so we can let's, talk? Let's that? Do it. Okay. Um, are you going to be watching? As Cyril Gan, undefeated, takes on his former training partner, Francis Nganu. You're going to be watching that? Sounds thrilling. UFC 270 Exciting. in Anaheim. That's right. And then the flyweights go at it, too. Of course, Brandon Moreno versus Davidson Figueredo. Moreno? Oh, my God. Are you mocking me right now? No. I think you are. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought we, like, finally bonded and not realize you're mocking me. What a jerk. I'm here for this segment. Let's go. Moreno's Moreno's gonna Moreno's gonna retain the belt. He's gonna he's gonna knock out Figueroa this time. And um, you like watching the featherweights? The flyweights. The these flyweights? are these are the real little guys. Yeah. Uh, the featherweights. I love the featherweights. The flyweights. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind. I mean, it looked like for a while that division was dead. Uh, I can't remember what the fight was. I remember T.J. Dillashaw beat, or he lost to. Maybe it's when he lost to Henry Cejudo. That's what it was when he lost to Henry Cejudo, and they were talking about closing the flyweight division. This is like a year and a half ago. So the fact that it's still there and it's thriving, and I'm talking about it, says that yes, it's doing just fine. And uh, in the heavyweights, I'll take. Give me surreal gone. Give me surreal gone by knockout. It's crazy gone. to say it's cr- gone. <laughs> if you were a real producer, you would have had that ready. I it's crazy. But that's why I'm part time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hear that, buddy. I hear that. We can't all be full-time. What are you going to do? <laughs> anyway, if you have some music over there before I get myself in trouble, give me a surreal guy in my knockout. Um, Play the music, whatever you got. Here are, in order, now that we are down to the final eight teams in the NFL playoffs, I'm going to go eight through one, the teams that I think are most likely going to win the trophy and why. The least likely team, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, follow me here. I know that I said I think they're going to pull off the upset win. I know that it sounds like I'm talking on both sides of my mouth. But this is a different segment. 
These are the teams that I think really are most likely going to win the Super Bowl, and I can't put any teams below San Francisco. Again, if they pull off the upset, I'm not going to be that surprised. Can they win three games and win the Super Bowl? If San Francisco wins the Super Bowl, it's going to look like something like this. At Green Bay, at Tampa Bay, against Kansas City. Yo, that is a hell of a pass if they can get through it. Congratulations. I don't think they can. Number seven, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm not sure the Rams can even get out of this round on the road, three-point dogs at Tampa. And I'm not sure that I trust Matthew Stafford. And I'm not that sure that I trust Sean McVay. I know some people think that Sean McVay is this offensive genius and this great coach. Well, do a little bit more, and then I'll start patting you on the back with that type of stuff. It's not that he's a bad coach. He's definitely somewhere in the good to really good range. Is he a great coach? Is he on his way to the Hall of Fame? I don't know. There have been plenty of coaches that someone he's done in the first few years. Let me see you go back to the Super Bowl. I'll be very impressed. Number six, the Tennessee Titans. I want to see a few things. A quarterback that's made deep playoff runs before. A coach that's been there, done that. And a real true, I guess what I would call, home field advantage. Tennessee's got the ladder. Playing in Tennessee is incredibly difficult. Look up the last couple of years. I think they've won the third most games in the entire NFL at home. So they're tough to beat at the crib. The thing about Tennessee that makes you a little bit hesitant is all these other teams, Green Bay, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Buffalo, can win, likely if they do win, will be because of their quarterback. If Green Bay goes deep, it's probably going to be mostly because of Aaron Rodgers. If Buffalo beats the Chiefs, it's probably going to be mostly because of Josh Allen. Does anybody think that the reason that Tennessee can make a deep run is because of their quarterback, or do they think they can do it in spite of their quarterback, a la Jimmy Garoppolo a couple of years ago, a la Alex Smith? Nothing against him. I feel like every time we talk about Tennessee, it's like, yeah, they're really good, but, or Ryan Tannehill, yeah, look, he's like overachieved, but... I think Tennessee is really good. I don't want to take anything away from them. I just don't think that they're built to win the Super Bowl. To be fair, at the beginning of the year, I would have said they're not built to be the number one seed. I was wrong about that. I would have said they're not built to beat the Chiefs. I would have been wrong about that. I've been wrong before. Number five, Buffalo. Everybody loves Buffalo. And it feels like if Buffalo beats the Chiefs, then all of a sudden, they're going to shoot up to the top of everybody. If they have to go on the road to Tennessee or if they're at home against Cincinnati, whatever it is, they're going to become everybody's not just AFC favorite. If they come into Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid, they're going to become the Super Bowl favorite. You agree with that? Like, you win this game, if you're Buffalo, everybody's going to be on your jock. Well, they should be. Eh. They beat the champ. Eh. I mean, they'd still have probably a road game at Tennessee. Assuming Tennessee beats Cincinnati, they're favored too. And then let's say Buffalo played Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Who's favored in that game? Let's say they have to face Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again. Who's favored in that game? So I don't think it's as much of a coast for Buffalo as people think. I actually think they're getting a little bit too much love. I think they should be a three-and-a-half, four-point underdog in this game right now. One-and-a-half-point underdog on the on the road at the crib here in Kansas City on Sunday over under 54 points. Here are the four teams that I think have the best chance to win the Super Bowl. Number four. The Cincinnati Bengals. I think Cincinnati is a better team than Tennessee. 
I think Cincinnati is a better quarterback. I think Cincinnati probably has the defense is playing better football right now. Like, I think they're a better team, and I think they're probably going to go in there and win the game. Now, that would make a road game for them the next week, right? That would mean that if, because Buffalo wins, then the AFC Championship game would be in Buffalo. And if the Chiefs win, it'd be here. So either way, even if Cincinnati keeps winning, they're going to keep having to take the road path, which is pretty tough. We've seen teams do it before. I think two times teams have taken the road path all the way and won the Super Bowl. I want to say one of those Giants teams did it. Might have been the team that knocked out the Patriots undefeated season. Correct. And I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers did it in one of Ben Roethlisberger's Super Bowl runs. But that's it. So it doesn't happen very often having to take that road, especially with the extra game, essentially, or one less game for the number one seed. It makes it a lot easier for that team. I mean, really, if you talk it out loud for Tennessee, they have to play one home game, win it, and then win one more home game, and then they're in the Super Bowl. I know you all know that scenario because you've played it out the last couple of years here in Kansas City. I'm just saying it. Number three, Green Bay. They're the one seed. They got the MVP. They got the home field advantage. They had the best record in the NFL. The one thing that they don't have is that coach that I keep talking about, right? Like, Matt LaFleur is really good over the last couple of years, though. I want a guy that's been to a Super Bowl. I want a guy that's won a Super Bowl, which brings me to number two. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. I keep saying I want all these things, a real home field advantage, a great quarterback, a defense that can step up, a team that's been there. Well, check, 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 and check. I don't think I need to sell you on the Kansas City Chiefs. And then at number one, and I feel a little bit dirty saying this, Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay gets by the Rams, it's weird because the way the NFL played this thing out, we're going to know where the championship games are going to be hosted after Saturday, if I'm correct, because Cincinnati at Tennessee, right? So let's say Tennessee loses. Well, we know it's not going to be in Nashville at that point. We know that the winner of the Buffalo-Kansas City game will then host the AFC Championship game. And then Green Bay-San Francisco. San Francisco being the much lower seed. If Frisco pulls off the upset, then the winner of that Rams at Tampa game on Sunday will be the host of the, of the NFC Championship game. Think about that for a second. Think about that as I talk it out loud. Let's say Frisco goes in and wins at Green Bay. Pulls off the relatively large upset at plus 180, getting five and a half points. And then let's say the Rams as three-point underdogs going to Tampa and win. Then this would be the Rams' path to win the Super Bowl. Home game. Week off. Home game. Super Bowl champions. Of course, Super Bowl is being played in L.A. this year. Again, that scenario, I don't know if enough people have thought about that. If San Francisco beats Green Bay and the Rams beat Tampa Bay, even though the Rams are on the road this week, they don't have to go on the road the rest of the way. You want to talk about a great schedule? They would host the, the NFC Championship game. Then they'd have that week off. And then the Super Bowl at their stadium. How about that? A team's never won the Super Bowl in their own stadium. Then Tampa did it last year. And now the Rams are, what, three wins away from doing it again. San Francisco, the Los Angeles Rams, Tennessee, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay. Eight through one, in my opinion, the teams most likely to win the Super Bowl. Coming up next in our final segment here on Cook Your Bookie, we'll go back over the lines. I'll give you my prediction on the over-unders. 
and turn up your radio because I'm going to get you Levine's locks. We went 5-0 and last week. Right here on 610 Sports Radio. And gone. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. I don't know why, but I bet on this tennis match that I got. I'm watching it. How do you think you pronounce these people's names? I've got money on K R E J I C I K O V A. Who? Kretchen Jakova. I have her beating O S T A P E N K. Ostapenko. Oh, shut up. I mean, that's pretty close, actually. I got Kretchen Jakova beating Ostapenko, and it's it's looking all right right now. But you're probably not going to bet on that. You might bet on a little bit of NFL, however. So it's kind of a shots music, isn't it? Shot, 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 shot. Yo, there were like certain certain songs. I feel like when I lived in Lawrence, did you ever go to Tonic on Mass Street? I did. Yes. I'd walk did. in there. I feel like this was always on. Shot, shot, <laughs> yes. shot. I'm like, oh god, yes. I'm too old to be here. But I'll stay for a little bit and see what happens. That or Brothers, you know. Oh, you went to Brothers too? Oh yeah. I feel like Staple Man. Brothers is. I would bet still there. It's been there for a long time. It's yeah, probably still. there. I would there. say it's still there. I would bet that it's still there. Oh, if anybody out. knows, hit me up nine one three five seven six seven six ten. More like when you drive into Mass, you hit Brothers, one of the first bars. This is toward the, you know, the middle of Mass Street. I like Louise's. Big fan. Of I was a big. Well, we always went there for the. Uh, what was it? The like the five dollar giant beers yeah. or whatever yep. it was. I uh, couldn't do that because that. I'm not a fast beer drinker, so they got warm too quick. But I know what you're talking about. That was big. Drink it. enough. You it was don't like a bong, basically it. full of beer. Yeah. Um. Is that your favorite Lawrence bar? Luis's. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Luis's West, probably actually. Um. What about a place known as the Hawk? You know, I did the Hawk once or twice. It wasn't my cup of tea. Really? Yeah. I nah. mean, it depends on how old you are, but I get it. I love that <laughs> place for like a five-year period of my life. Do you remember uh, Abe and Jake's? Remember that? Abe, Abe that? and Snakes? Yeah, Abe I remember Snakes, Abe and Snakes. Yeah. And then uh, what, was the, what were the other ones on the corner there? You got the Bull and you got the Wheel. The Wheel. Love me, yep. the Wheel. Shout yep. out to Nobby, the owner. Anyway, don't get me going. You, you know I have ADD, and you know if we start talking Mass Street and Lawrence and KU, I'll do it. So uh, let's get back into the football. Let's rehash these lines, and I'll give you my Levine's locks. You got Cincinnati. The Bungles getting three and a half points on the road at Tennessee. Of course, Tennessee coming off of a bye, the number one seed in the AFC. The playoffs go through Nashville. The over-under in that game is 47 and a half. That game's taking place. That's the early game on Saturday. Man, you want to talk about a fun Saturday for your boy? You got football, football, UFC. That's a lot of betting, bro. You, uh, you're really on the Bengals, aren't you? You're, you're really liking the Bengals. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you heard, Julio. We've got Levine's locks coming up here in just a minute. If you could just uh, calm down okay. over there. San Francisco getting five and a half <laughs> points. At, I feel like that's how my girl. That's literally how my girlfriend talks to me. I, that's how I think that's how every girlfriend talks it? to every boyfriend. Oh, good. I was so feeling just, bad. Get, I mean, get used to it, man. All right. It's degrading. It makes me feel better. Really, that's the perfect word for it. It's degrading. Uh, it's it like, is. I'm not a child or a dog, but also, I probably don't have the... I'm probably not going to talk back to you right yep, now because nope, you seem, yep, <laughs> you seem nope. a little bit upset, you sweetheart. make it worse. I'm learning, slowly but surely. Uh, San Francisco gets five and a half at Green Bay at Lambeau Field. Frisco coming off of an upset, I guess, quote-unquote, win at Dallas. I wasn't up. That was an upset. I might Legit be the, upset. I might be the only one that doesn't look. 
I didn't think it was an upset per se. A- every, every single week, Julio, and we talk about coaches, who's the one that I talk smack on? Like, I managed to somehow. Oh, Mr. McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And what happened at the end of the game? He pooped his pants. Yo. <laughs> no, let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about this for a minute. In hindsight, if you if you do something stupid, that's what time is for. So you can look back on it and then be honest and say, I did something stupid or I should have done something different. It happens to all of us at our jobs, in our life, in our relationships. We're not perfect. We're humans. The fact that he Except afterwards, yeah, you're perfect. The fact that afterwards he would try to cover it up and say that he, because here's the alternative. You could come on and say, hey, you know what? It's a team. Yeah, I should have, you know, I, to, I take full responsibility. Here's what he could have done. They had the ball at the, let's call it the 40 or something like that. So clearly Dak Prescott could have reached the end zone. There were 14 seconds left on the clock. We all know, and it was first down. We all know that these guys are world-class athletes, right? They run the 40-yard dash in 4 point nothing. So the way that I see it, you could snap the ball, and in the 4 point nothing. Tell your fastest dudes, get your ass in the end zone. I know it's just first down, but we need to score a touchdown to win this game, and we're going to throw it to you. A couple of things could happen. They could catch it and score a touchdown. Great. Go on, get this point, win the game. Mike McCarthy's the hero. They could not catch it, but get it past interference. Then you get the ball at the one-yard line. There's like eight seconds left. You probably get two plays from the one. You're in pretty good shape. Or they could knock it down. Incomplete. It's incomplete. Guess what? Remember how fast those guys were? We talked about the play running quick and all that. Maybe it's not four seconds. Maybe it takes six seconds. Maybe it takes seven. That means you've got six or seven seconds left. Let's say it took six. So now you got eight seconds left. If you're on the exact same play, have guys on opposite. You don't want to run the exact same play. Change up a little bit. Same concept, though. You could have three plays from the end zone, and if the third one doesn't work the same way the first two did, but then you get a penalty, then you get the ball at the one-yard line on an untimed down. This dude could have gave himself essentially, the way I look at it, Three plays at minimum. You missed one scenario, though. Interception? Yes. Of course that could happen. Of course that could happen and ends the game. You know what else ends the game? Your dumbass <laughs> decides to quarterback sneak <laughs> and do that and not give yourself a chance at all. What are you doing, dog? So all I'm saying is I'm not a coach, and I've got hindsight to give you, hey, this is what should have happened. But there should be people, a whole group of people that are smart enough that end with Mike McCarthy to realize, you mean okay. Like the offensive coordinator and the head coach. I don't and care the what your title is, dude. It to, ran down a few. It, it ran down the pole of a few people who so, had, all had terrible so decisions. So let's, let's say I'm wrong. And at minimum, in 14 seconds, you can only run two plays, which I think is three. But let's say you can only run two plays into the end zone and you don't get a pass interference. That still gives you a better chance than what they were doing because all they did essentially was try to get the ball down the 22. Then they were just going to have one play. They were just going to go the end zone anyway. What's the difference? They're going to do that regardless. What was the master plan? Like I just <laughs> there was no master plan. That's that's the problem. The only I don't time think they thought that through it would have made well. sense, Julio, if they were at their own 20 and they couldn't reach the end zone with an 80 yard bomb. And so then they need to get another 20 yards essentially. Okay, sneak, get your ass on the ground, and then we'll spike it, and then we'll have one shot. But if you're already at the 40, what? So now you're at the 22. Why or, does that matter? Or let, let's put some some onus on the, on the quarterback, too. He could have slid five, ten yards before he did. Saved another two or three seconds. Get that one playoff. Or the officials could have been a little bit quicker. I, I mean, they did they, get a little bit screwed. They were screwed. there as fast as they could. I, I'm the not root. blaming. There are so many other things to blame on that play. Yeah. 
the, the, and, the refs, and, and to be fair, you haven't heard too easy. You haven't heard. Well, the officiating's been so bad. You've heard a lot about That's other true. games. You haven't really heard people bitch about that too much because, yeah, there were a lot of other things like self-imposed things. Dallas should have even hung around that game. Like, the, yeah, no, they didn't deserve to win. Mike McCarthy. I guess for the final time this year, Mike McCarthy stinks, man. He's, yeah, he's, he, he, he's a bad coach. He's going to be back next year. The Rams get three at Tampa and Buffalo at Kansas City. All right, it's time for Levine's locks. Well, since we've only got four games, I'll give you every single game. And then Brandon Moreno keeps his flyweight belt against Davison Figueredo on Saturday night. UFC 270. Cincinnati, play the money line. You're right, Julio. I don't need them points. Getting three and a half. You're crazy. Money line's plus 160. I'll take that plus 160. Oh, was I crazy when I told you San Francisco at plus 160 was going to beat Dallas last week? Well, I agreed with you on that one. I don't agree with you on this one. Do you agree with me if I tell you that I'm doing it? I'm playing San Francisco on the money line again. Don't agree with that one either, but you by, the, by the time kickoff comes around, I can get two to one on my money. It's your money, not mine. So I'm taking upsets on Saturday. Cincy on the money line. You know what? Get parlayed. It's a Saturday. <laughs> let's go out and let's get parlayed. Let's go crazy. Let's. Why not? Let me see what that'll get you. If you take Cincy, bro, that'll get you. That's gonna get you six uh, to one. That's gonna, gonna get, get you six. No money back. That's what that's gonna get you. It's, that's not what this tells me. This tells me twenty bucks gives you one twenty. Cincinnati and San Francisco money. win. The Rams getting three oh, points boy. on the road at Tampa. I'm gonna lay the three with Tampa. I think that Tampa wins this one pretty handily. I'm confident in that. The same way I was against Philly. Remember, I was telling you and Chris on Sunday morning, I'm like, that's you're not going to have to sweat that one. That line should be as big as the Chiefs, and it should have been. And then the one that everybody's got their eyes on, Buffalo at Kansas City. You guys know that I'm not going to pick against the Chiefs, so I'll just go ahead and tell you what I think about the number in this one. I would play the unders in this game at 54. I know both teams are coming off, putting up 40-point performances. Buffalo gave up fewer points than any team in the AFC this year, and for about a month and a half this year, the only defense – that was close to Buffalo was the Kansas City Chiefs. So one point this year, these were the two best defenses in the NFL for about a month and a half. If either one of those defenses show up on Sunday at Arrowhead, it's going to go under 54. That's it for Levine's locks. That's it for Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. That's it for Cook Your Bookie right here on 610 Sports Radio. Listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 